Welcome back to the Evidence for Faith courses with Michael Lane, brought to you by our wonderful donors at evidenceforfaith.org. You can help us produce the next course by becoming a donor at evidenceforfaith.org give. That's evidence, the number four, faith.org give. And while you're on the website, don't forget to check out some of our other courses and even live events and adventure trips we have going on, such as our marine biology trip down in the Florida Keys, or even our biblical archaeology experience down in Israel. You can find all these links and even more information down in the description. And if you've enjoyed today's course, don't forget to share it with a friend. Hello, welcome to Evidence for Faith. It's your host, Michael Lane, back with you. I am so glad you're joining me as we continue our study on why are there so many cotton-picking translations of the Bible? Why are there so many of them? There's hundreds of them. And we're going to get into, and as we've been doing, we're going to get into another one today as we examine 20 different translations. And today we're looking at one called the Berean Standard Bible. It's sometimes called the Berean Study Bible. Bible. It's sort of confusing to a lot of people. People ask me questions um, like, you know, what's the difference between them? It's the same thing. It's, it's just got two different names. It's just abbreviated BSB, and so it sort of fits. You can have standard or study Bible in there. Um, this is a really interesting Bible. It's one I use frequently um, when I'm reading because um, I use BibleHub.com on my phone um, many times. Uh, it's a, a free app you can download, and this is their default Bible that comes up. So when I am traveling and stuff and I, I use my phone to, to study the Word of God and to get up in the morning and I read, I usually read it out of the Berean Standard Bible. So what is this? What, what's the background behind this? Is this a, a worthy um, and, and accurate version? Well, that's what we're going to get into today. So glad you're joining me with this. As you note, if you've been following us, we've always started off with using... Uh, Psalm 23. So I'm going to read Psalm 23 out of the Berean Standard Bible, and uh, it reads as, as uh, this. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now you're going to probably notice, wow, this sounds extremely familiar to many of the other translations that we've done. Um, that are more, you're going to find out more like a, a formal or whatever, word-for-word uh, -word type format. But this Bible is really, <laughs> it's really interesting. To be honest, a lot of people have never heard of this one. Um, I was just recently speaking um, at, a, at a church setting not too long ago, and um, one of the Sunday school teachers at this church, they came up and they asked me a question um, about the Bible, um, different types of Bibles. And I said, well, go ahead. And they said, what do you know about the Berean Study Bible? Is that a good translation? And it was interesting because other people who were standing around looked at me and actually before I could answer, they said, 
what is that one? What's the Berean Study Bible? And it's interesting because this is a newer one. Matter of fact, it's only been in print a short time, though it has existed for a while on the Internet. Um, it starts back around 2016. It was published online. And if you go to BibleHub.com or some other software places, you can actually download. Uh, they have their own own website, too, the Bereans. Um, and you can actually download their Bibles uh, this way. But um, in 2020, just not that long ago, they started to finally print a hard copy of the Berean Standard Bible. Sometimes, like I say, it is sometimes, even the cover will sometimes say the Berean Study Bible. Uh, you can get it in Standard Bible or Study Bible. But um, this is, an, as you saw with reading or listen to uh, in reading when I read the Psalm 23, it's, it's an easy easy translation to understand. It's, from what I ran on uh, personally running readability tests on this, it came out around a, a grade eight. So it's, it's not that difficult of a reading level. So any high school student can easily pick this up. Any teen usually can, can read this um, without problem whatsoever. Uh, the type of translation that this one is, this is an optimal, optimal equivalence. So what is that? Just a review with you, if you haven't listened to our other um, podcasts on this series, there's basically uh, two primary ways that translations are made. What's called a formal or a word for word. Um, that would be like the New American Standard, the English Standard, um, etc. And then you have thought for thought, where they take a, a, instead of going word by word, they take a sentence or a paragraph or something, and they're like, what is God trying to tell us here? And they write down the thought. So it's taking the thought, not necessarily copying all the words, just getting the, the thoughts done in English. Well, if you take that, and those are different than paraphrases. A paraphrase is like when one person, uh, some pastor or Bible teacher makes his own copy and his own version of the Bible. There is a middle ground between a formal and a dynamic thought-for-thought uh, style or format, and it's called the optimal. So an optimal equivalence is it's sort of like right in between being uh, formal, word for word, but it also at times has thought for thought. We've talked about a couple of different Bibles like this. This one, the Berean Standard Bible, um, it says right in its preface and stuff, this is what it's, it is. It's an optimal type of equivalence. Now, why did they make, why did, why did the Berean Society, Bible Society, and so, why did they feel that they needed to make another translation? Like, wow, there's not enough out there. We need to make another one. So um, the purpose was to connect readers with the Greek and Hebrew word, uh, root words and the meaning of these words in an easy-to-read format. You see, most of the time when we've looked at like word for words, their readability is like high school or even collegiate level. Um, the organization called Bible Hub, Bible Hub is, it's got a free app. It's one of these Bible sources like Bible Gateways, and there's many other ones like this, Logos and stuff. This is one that um, Bible Hub themselves, this organization, put together. Bible Hub wished to make um, a translation on their own. If, like I say, if you download, it's a free app. I use it on my phone all the time. When I'm traveling um, and i am got my phone right by my bed, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I pick up my phone and I start reading my Bible. I go to BibleHub.com, 
and well, I've got an app on my phone and just press it. And the Berean Standard Bible is the one is their default. It comes up. They have many other translations, but this is their default. So Bible Hub wished to make a modern English translation, and the purpose was to make it effective for public reading, memorization, and evangelism. That is what they state actually in their preface. That was their goal, to make a modern modern English translation effective for anybody to read in, in church out, you know, out loud, um, or if you want to memorize verses, it's, it's very accurate this way, and to use it for evangelism, because it is easy to understand and to read. Like I say, it's, the readability is not that high on this, so it's, 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 um, it's a really interesting and a good Bible uh, to read. But that was its purpose. Now, what was it translated from? Because that, we know, is important. How did they make this? Well, it was published by, as I stated before, Bible Hub. It's an organization. They have a translation team that was comprised of scholars from the organization Bible Hub, but also from another organization called Discover Bible. And they worked together to make this translation, but just not, uh, they just didn't do that. They also sought out and they got some experts, very, very highly um, noted experts in Hebrew and Greek, and they had these experts. It's an impressive list. You can actually um, download it off the internet and see what their list uh, of these people are. Unless you follow this, you wouldn't recognize many of the names, but they are very, very, um, very uh, highly thought of experts in the field of uh, biblical languages and stuff. So because it's a, a whole group of people like this, this is a valid translation. Now to do this, they, they used a base text. We've talked about this before, that sometimes the translation, when they're making a new one, they will take an older version and sort of update it. And um, in this case, what they used, they used as their base text, um, the Bereans had what's called the literal Bible. You see, actually, the Berean organization has four different types of Bibles, um, all with the name Berean. It's called the Berean Literal Bible. Now, the Berean Literal Bible is not available in print. You can only get it online. You can download it for free. It's, it's uh, I think it's in public domain. You can download it. You don't have to. I've used it many times. You don't have to uh, pay for it. And they used that, and they also used another one of their Bibles. They have the Berean Interlinear Bible. Um, it's, yes, they used their own uh, sources for this, but the Berean Interlinear Bible, again, that one is not in print. I believe both of these, the Berean Literal Bible and the Berean Interlinear Bible, are in the process of being made into, um, into actual uh, physical hard copy books. But right now, they're, they're not. At the time I'm recording this, they don't have that. But the Berean Interlinear Bible is Greek and Hebrew. It's got the, the biblical languages there. It'll have a word in the Greek and then what the um, closest English equivalent is. So if you want to learn Greek, um, an interlinear Bible is really good. Matter of fact, the last Bible we're going to talk about in the series is the interlinear. Um, not the Berean interlinear, but just the, we'll talk about interlinear Bibles. So they used... Going back now, they used the Berean Literal Bible as a base and also the Interlinear Bible, um, Berean Interlinear Bible. Now, they did this because they wanted to offer a very accurate translation from the Greek and the Hebrew, but put it in a reader-friendly format. Now, we've talked about the English Standard Version. It's a word-for-word. Word. They did this, but 
some people, not everybody, some people find, even though it's written on a, like a middle school level, some people find it difficult to, to read the English standard. It doesn't flow as easily as like a thought for thought, like an NIV or an NLT. It, it doesn't because it's a word for word translation. And sometimes those are harder to understand. Well, they wanted to make one that was really easy to understand. So that's what this Bible is all about. They wanted to make a reader-friendly format. So its creators, in doing this now, they had that as a base Bible, but that is not how they, they uh, just used that, no. The Berean Standard Bible, they used a wide assortment of ancient manuscripts. They used different Masoretic texts. They used the Nestle Alan New Testament, uh, the Samaritan Pentateuch, the Dead Sea Scrolls, and more and more and more. They, in other words, they used a lot of ancient source manuscripts um, to put this thing together. They based it on those, uh, on those two Bibles we mentioned before, but they went all the way back to these ancient manuscripts, and they studied them carefully for years, putting this together. Um, so that should make you feel good. Whenever you see a, a list like that of, of Bibles being studied to make a new translation, that's good news. Uh, unique features about this. Well, the Berean Standard Bible, it does maintain gender designations in Scripture and strives to be as consistent as possible to the core meaning of the original sources. They, in other words, they tried to make this as accurate as possible, not getting into political correctness. They tried to make a very, very accurate translation from the words. But in some cases, it's really hard to translate from Greek or Hebrew into English. And so in that point, they sort of go more into a thought for thought. That's why it's an optimum. Uh, so it's sometimes it is just straight out uh, formal, word for word. Other times they, they switch and they go to the thought for thought. Well, the God's Word translation was similar to this, only it's on a much lower reading level. But this, one other unique feature, and I might have confused you a little bit because this is confusing if you go to their website and you, and you read about the Berean Standard Bible, or even if you read the preface, the preface can actually be a little confusing for some people because I've had people who have read this and then contacted me and they're like, can you explain what this means? Because um, I don't think it's worded very well. Well, first of all, the Berean Study Bible, I want to make sure you understand this, the Berean Study Bible is not a standard study Bible. A lot of times when people think of a study Bible, they think of like the ESV study Bible or say like a John MacArthur study Bible or Dr. David Jeremiah study Bible, etc., where they've got extensive notes, charts, maps, commentaries, and stuff all through it. This does not have that. That's why the Berean Standard, though it's sometimes called the Berean Study Bible, it, it, it can't go by that name. It does not give you tons of notes and stuff. No, it doesn't do that. It's not like a net Bible that has, you know, uh, scores of thousands of different notes. This does not do that. And here's where it gets really confusing. And there are actually four different Bibles in that are available and called Berean Bibles. Okay. <laughs> yes, there are... There's, there's Bibles that are called Berean Bibles, and there's four different types of them. As they say in their preface, they, they say it's a four-tiered format. Now, what are these four Bibles? We've already mentioned a couple of them here. Um, they are the Berean Interlinear Bible. Now, that's the one that's Greek and Hebrew. You can only get it online. The Berean Literal Bible. 
Um, that one was designed to take the reader to the core of the Greek and Hebrew meanings. It is a formal translation, but it too is not available except online right now. It's, it, they're still working to put it in print. Um, so those were the two that they used primarily as a base text here. Then you have the third Bible, that's the Berean Standard, and this is um, an Optimum Bible. Uh, uh, it's a modern English study translation effective for, um, as I stated before, and what they have in their preface. It's for public reading, memorization, and evangelism. And now, as of just a few years ago, just in the last couple of years, it is now available in book format. To be honest with you, I did not know it was in book format until I saw an advertisement for it on Facebook of all places. And then I contacted and sure enough, you can get it um, in a book format. Um, so that's the one that we're talking about now because you people are beginning to buy this. I know some pastors that have um, actually switched and they're doing their sermons out of this. So um, it, it's becoming more popular, but there's a fourth Bible out there too. It's called the Berean Emphasized Bible. Now, this one is designed to bring out the full meaning and intensity of the original text. It, too, is not available except online. You, you can't get a hard copy of it. So only the Berean Standard or the Berean Study Bible is available as a hard copy at the time I'm making this broadcast. Um, and as I said, the Standard Study Bible, it's the same thing. Those are like synonyms. So what's the problems? We've always mentioned some problems with translations. Well, actually, um, the main problem is that it's, it's only been available online for so many years. It's just, just recently, very recently, become available in print. And as I have talked with pastors, some pastors I have talked to have, have never even heard of it. Other pastors, they have talked about it. Matter of fact, there's a number of um, reviews that um, you can read in different biblical uh, magazines and stuff where people have reviewed this. And in all honesty, I have not come across anything really negative about this. Um, I do like how uh, two different um, pastors, they described it as being a readable 1995 New American Standard Bible. They said it's very similar to that, only it's much much more readable because the New American Standards Collegiate. That this is, they like this, and as I said, some pastors, one of these I was just mentioning, actually is now using it as his base text as he does his sermons for his church. So uh, there's not a whole lot to say, but let's take a look at uh, Titus chapter 2, 11 through 13, this doctrinal statement. What is in this doctrinal statement um, that we find here? And you're going to see this is pretty sound. So this is Titus chapter 2, 11 through 13, out of the Berean Standard Bible. It reads, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to everyone. It instructs us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live sensible, upright, and godly lives in the present age. As we await the blessed hope and the glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now you're going to notice right here, there is no doctrinal problems with this one, um, with a Christian worldview. This and, and even going back, as we're going to see when we get to the interlinear, which is getting into the actual Greek and Hebrew, this is very similar. The, all the doctrine is sound in this. So it's, it's a good Bible. Just a couple little parting comments with this as we wrap this, this session up here. The Berean Standard Bible is a good option for those who want to do a deep 
Bible study. Um, it does have some cross references. Um, it does give a few little notes at the bottom. Not like, as I said, it's not gonna be like a, a standard study Bible. There's not that many. Um, but this is a really simple reader-friendly format. They succeeded at this. This is a very easy Bible to understand. Aside from this confusing name, uh, the Brian Standard or the Brian Study Bible, this is an excellent Bible. Uh, the translation is readable. It is accurate. And I do recommend this as a primary Bible for study and devotion. So if you get a chance, you get maybe uh, a few dollars extra and you want to get a different Bible for doing your primary Bible study, this would be a good one to, to um, obtain, the Berean Standard Bible. I think you'll be very happy with it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today as we've looked at uh, a Bible. Most people, I'm sure, who is listening to this broadcast, uh, this podcast, probably you've never even heard of, um, but it's, it's a really good Bible. Um, I've been using this for years. And uh, now it's available in print. Woo, yay. But um, I hope you'll take a look at it sometime. At least go to BibleHub.com and just start reading it on your own and see um, how readable this, this uh, optimal equivalent Bible is. So until we meet again, take care and may God bless. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to help us produce the next course, you can become a donor at evidenceforfaith.org slash give. That's evidence, the number four, faith.org slash give. And don't forget to use some of the other links in our description. You can find out more about Evidence for Faith and what we do as a ministry and even sign up to some of our programs. And if you've enjoyed today's course, don't forget to share it with a friend so they can benefit from it too. And with that, we hope to see you on the next course.